It's time to have lunch and talk sports. It's the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1. Happy Monday and welcome into the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you talking sports for the next two hours. A lot to get through as it was a very, very busy weekend in the world of sports. We love that and uh, we love talking about it with you. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope everybody's rested, rejuvenated, ready to rock and roll. I'm loving this spring weather, by the way. I went Love for, it. Yeah, I went Love for it. a walk yesterday. It was uh, nice to get out outside and move around a little bit. I know you're not a big outdoors fan, but... Well, went out uh, Saturday and sat outside for about four hours. Just hung out. Had a great time. How about you? Look at you getting outside. Now, we're at a place. We're not outside in, out in the woods or anything, but... Yeah. No, you're at an outdoor, outdoor venue. Outdoor venue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. Had a good time. I found out Saturday night that a friend of mine is is uh, doing the Appalachian Trail. Oh, that's cool. And like, is I mean, I didn't realize it was like two or three months. Oh yeah. To do the whole thing. Oh yeah. No, that's a, it's a commitment. It's I had a, a big deal, man. I had yeah. a friend. She did it uh, probably about 10, 15 years ago, and um, and it was it was a it was a deal. But no, I can't even imagine. I don't think I'd want to do that. That's a little too much for me. Yeah. First of all, who has time to take two or three months off from work? Right. Right. (laughs) Well, he's retired, so that helps. Well, there you go. Oh, that might not be a bad thing to do in retirement. I can't agree with you there. It'd be a bad thing for me. Is he going in the summer? Oh, he's going right now. Oh, He left Saturday. Well, I hope he doesn't get snowed on. Well, I mean, he's in – he's here. Yeah, but it's – Elevation. It's cold up there. Yeah, but it's. I, I don't think that he's going to hit any snow. Because I think by the time he would hit snow, it's going to be. Because like in summer. May, when you, when you get to Maine in May, like it's still winter up there, right? I've never been to May, uh, Maine, so I'm not sure. Huh. Might not make it to May if I can't talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Well, we'll start with the Atlanta Braves. They uh, were 0-1 and one on the weekend uh, as spring training is underway. And we uh, get our first taste of the timing or the pitch clock. And obviously it affected the game on Saturday. The Braves and the Red Sox ended in a tie when a batter was called out for the third and final strike of the game because he wasn't in the batter's box. You know, um, and I read Brian Snicker's comments talking about it. He communicated with Major League Baseball. Look, the rule is the batter has to be in there aware of the pitcher and ready for the pitch. Uh, at eight seconds on the pitch clock. And the catcher, who was standing up at the time, uh, he only needs to be in the box. He can be standing up. And the catcher was in the box, so it was the right call. And I got to tell you, um, I know traditionalists probably aren't going to like these rules too much. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, I, these first two games of spring training, uh, the, the, the just dead time in between pitches – uh, in innings where nothing happens, they go by so much faster now. And it's literally – it's as if somebody's just telling these guys, all right, shut up, get back in the box, and get ready to hit. Get in the box and hit. Stop right? walking around the mound, talking to yourself, looking at the sky, kissing your gold chain, tucking it back in, get your ass on the mound, and pitch. Changing your uh, – un, you know, loosening your batting gloves and tightening them up. For 10 seconds. Get in the box and play ball. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the, it's unfortunate that it had to come to this because these rules have technically always been on the books, right? 
and they just right. weren't enforced. Right. So I, I, I mean, I hate that it had to come to to this where you have a clock because I have to, I have to say, watching a baseball game and seeing a clock behind the batter, it's a little jarring. That's I'm not a huge fan of that visual because baseball's never had a clock. But if that's what it takes for these guys to play ball, then so be it. Because I would imagine if we got back in our time machines and went back into the 50s and the 60s, that's what they did. They stood on the mound, they caught the ball back from the catcher, they delivered in the next pitch. And guys weren't stepping out of the box and doing all this other stuff. I don't know when that started. Probably no more Garcia Parra is always going to be the, the link yeah. to that. But they fixed it, and it's and, and it's good. And, and look, the Braves, the game ended on a tie, and you hate to see the game in that way, but that's why we're doing this in spring training. Right. So and the, it won't end on a tie in, in the regular season. They'll continue to play. Well, the, yeah, they'll trot their ghost runner right. out to second base. And ghost runner? <laughs> and what happens if the ghost runner's not at second base in time? Does he get thrown out? <laughs> that's a good question. So, um, <laughs> But I just I, get in the box and play ball. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is unfortunate that it has come to this. But there's a reason that they're doing this. Yeah. It's, they've done it in the minor leagues, and it's worked. Yeah. And I saw some people tweeting out game times, and it was like two hours and thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, for a spring training game. Yeah. Oh yeah. No the uh, the the shortest game on Saturday was two hours and fifteen minutes. The longest game was three hours and six minutes. The average game last year was three hours and seven minutes. Right. So it's it's worked. It has worked. Uh, and then yesterday, you know, listening to the Braves and and they lost to the Yankees seven to nothing. You know. It, it, it just in those again in those innings where nothing happens, where nobody gets on base, where there's no action, they just go by so much quicker. Yep. And I think overall, it's going to be better uh, for the game. Well, and a lot of people talk about it's always the commercials, right? Mm-hmm. It's always TV's fault. Well, I think we're seeing it's not TV's fault. I mean, they still have the commercials because that's the thing that people go to with college football. You know, why are college football games so long? What's well, got to be the commercials? Well, there've been studies. It's not, I mean, the commercials are longer, but that's not the only reason. Yeah. And we're seeing, yeah, the commercials, there's there's a lot of commercials in baseball. But I think we're seeing that that's not the the issue. It's 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 just having action. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, I, like, the time of the games and the pace of the games, it, it wasn't anything that ever bothered me. Um, You know, because I just would watch the game and, you know, the game's the game and, you, you, it's a two-hour game. It's a three-hour game. It's four. Whatever. Right. As long as the Braves win, I don't care. Uh, but now that you've seen it a different way, I did not realize how much downtime there was between pitches. Yep. I mean, you're talking a good forty-five minutes probably per game of just people walking around, adjusting themselves, adjusting their gloves, pitchers messing with the rosin bag. I mean, there was a lot of downtime in the game. Did you see Manny Machado said, "I'm just going to be down 0-1 a lot." Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then be down 0 one. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then do that and hurt yourself. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, is, you think is there going to be like a? Maybe there won't be because I don't think I've heard it. But is there going to be like a repeat offender thing? <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I don't think there needs to be any of that. I, I just if the pitcher takes too long, it's a ball. If the batter's not in the box, it's a strike, and you just okay. move on. Like, and if he wants to be down 0 one, let him. That's fine. I agree. Yeah, I'm okay I, with that. I mean, that's. I mean, if if that's what you want to do, like, I, I and know the rules. I mean, right? that's you got, yeah. well, and that was one of the questions we had last week. Is this going to be kind of like the speed limit, or is this going to be? No, it's the speed th- limit. Th- it's that it's strictly enforced. Yeah, this is going to be strictly enforced, and I think that's a good thing, especially right now. 
Like, you know, if we get into this season and next season and the games start to pick up, maybe they're a little more lenient. But right now, they need to lay the law down. Yeah. And and they did that this weekend. Yep, no doubt. So the games were uh, a, a lot quicker, that is for sure. Um, the, the Braves, again, 6-6 uh, six, six was the score on Saturday. Matt Olson hit a home run. Uh, that was good to see. Um, in 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 and uh, yesterday yesterday's game they it, it's the road game so they were in Tampa at the Yankees complex so not a lot of people made the trip so it was kind of like the B team Marcelo Zuna did play a little bit yesterday so hopefully he can get off to a good start but and it was great just to you know listen to some baseball this yep, weekend no doubt oh no doubt it's it's I mean it's here it's almost here it's not regular season yet I mean Matt asked me the other day Dad when's the season start. And, you know, I mean, really excited about seeing what's going to happen this season. And I I do think, you know, I haven't really paid attention a whole lot to spring. Have have you noticed the shifts? Not really. Not really. Well, no, I, I, I saw a video uh, on social media over the weekend, but I but with the Braves, I just listened to Ben and Joe on the uh Well, and how radio. much the team shift in the in the spring anyway? Right, right. right. So, right. There's maybe that. maybe it'll be this regular season before we even notice that. Yeah. And uh, I, I think probably the most encouraging news over the weekend is it sounds like Eddie Rosario is ready to have a bounce back year. He's got his vision back and he can really see. And That's good. They seemed really excited about how he looked uh, in those games over the weekend. So it, it's here. We're rocking and rolling. Uh, the Braves will take on the Blue Jays today at 1 o'clock. Um, and just we know we're close to uh, – Close to the regular season getting started. I want to say this too: happy for the people in Northport. I mean, if you think about it, with the pandemic, oh the shortened season with the lockout, they finally get to have a full spring training. Uh, I think it's just the second one since the Braves have been down there. So, and you know, the the storm, uh, the the hurricane that came through Florida was near the eye was near Northport, uh, but the, thankfully they're able to uh, be up and operating, and and those folks finally get a full on spring training. All the People who live there, they're able to go to the games and the stadium workers and so on and so forth. Um, happy for them. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's been a long time coming for them. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. Oh, yeah. No, no. So really excited for that. And it's great, you know, that the, you know, spring is back, right? I mean, yeah. This is just a sign that it's time for spring and time for. Uh, it's a time great to time go. of year, man. Yeah. I, on, on the walk yesterday, there were bees buzzing everywhere, and all the everything's in bloom, and I had to come home and take a shower so I could breathe, but. It's nice to have uh, spring in the air for sure. We'll take a break. When we come back, the Atlanta Hawks have a new coach. We'll talk about that and more as we continue on the Midday Sports Zone right after this. 11-15, Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. It was a good weekend for the Atlanta Hawks. They beat the Cavaliers on Friday night, 136-119. to The game was never really in doubt. Uh, Trey Young had 34 points and nine assists. And then yesterday, uh, the Hawks beat the Nets 129-127. Trey Young, 34 points and eight assists, including the game winner at the buzzer to knock off Brooklyn. So the Hawks are now 31-30 and on the season. And, oh, by the way, they have a new head coach. The Hawks and Quinn Schneider have agreed to a five-year deal. And I thought if they went ahead and hired Quinn Schneider, it would be kind of like – you remember a couple years ago when Georgia Southern hired Clay Helton and the season was still going on, and, and so Coach Whitley, Kevin Whitley, the interim coach, 
finished out the season coaching the team, and he just kind of – Coach Helton just kind of stepped back and observed from afar, so to speak. I thought that would be the case here. They're thinking Quinn Schneider may be on the bench coaching Tuesday Tomorrow, night. Tomorrow, yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought there's no way he's going to – there's no way he's going to coach during this season, right? And But it certainly sounds like that's the case. And, um, and you know, if it's not tomorrow, it'll be this week. But it sounds like it's going to be tomorrow Yeah, uh, from everything we're hearing. So, it's – I mean, that's really interesting, uh, an interesting dynamic of how this is going to play out. So, really, really going to see what he brings to this team. And, look, I mean, Cleveland's a good team. And they made Cleveland like it. Oh, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. And then they, you know, last night was kind of back and forth and back and forth. But they pulled away and won the game. I mean, those are two good wins for them. Yeah, well, you know, I figured after the firing of Nate McMillan, there would be a bounce, just like we saw a little bit of right. a bounce after the, the Sham Sharina article came out. But one thing that was really encouraging to me was, um, first of all, Quinn Schneider has a reputation of coaching his players hard. And how is that going to work with this group? Um, because, you know, they've butted heads with Lloyd Pierce and they butted heads with Nate McMillan, and now here comes a guy with a reputation of being tough on his players. Uh, but he, Quinn Schneider also has a reputation of really developing relationships to where, you know, you can coach somebody hard because they know you care. And after the game on Friday, Donovan Mitchell had a lengthy conversation with Trey Young about that. Right. And, and let Trey know how much Quinn Schneider helped him develop into an all-star caliber player. And Trey seemed really excited about it. And Coach Schneider obviously – is looking forward to the opportunity to work with Trey Young, and and this may be exactly what the Atlanta Hawks needed. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, we felt kind of the same way about Nate, right? Mm-hmm. Nate was going to be hard on him, and Nate was kind of hard on him at the start, and said, "Look, this is on you guys, sitting on me." When he took over, and and they got a bonus or a bump, like you said. So we'll see how that plays out. Because do you trust it? Because I, 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 you know, fool me once, right? Uh, I mean, I, I hate to be like that, but yeah. I, I've got to believe, I got to see it to believe it. The talent on the court, there's no, I don't think there's an issue. But I, I don't trust Trey right now. Yeah. I no, hate to feel I, like I, no, that. No, I, I, I think that's warranted. I do. I think it's warranted. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It sounds promising. I think. If you go back to when Nate McMillan took over on an interim basis and they went on that run, you know, I don't think they really had a good coaching search. And look, what, what were you going to do? Nate McMillan takes over a, basically a 500 team and they go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's going to get the job. Right. 10 out of 10. Yep. But, you yeah, know. They, he was getting that job after, yeah. what they, after what they accomplished that year. For but sure. I think now you, there's no denying that Quinn Schneider is just a different level when it comes to being a head coach. Now, his playoff success hasn't been very good, but the regular season success has been there. And to your point about Trey, if it doesn't work this time, then it, you know all the rumors or the innuendo that, well, he's a coach killer, then, then that's going to be the case. It's I on mean, you, right? It's, it's, it's like he got two strikes against you, right? Right. You don't get a third strike with one team. I mean, you – look, the talent is there. So somebody else if, – if the Hawks said, okay, we're going to trade Trey Young, right? Somebody would, somebody would step up and, and trade for it. Oh, yeah. But I don't know 
I just don't know that you can trust it yet. And I, I, I. Don't I you think it'll take it. about a year? Huh? If you don't trust it, don't you think it'll take about a year? Yeah, like this is a reset. Yeah. This is a complete reset. Um, and that's okay. That's it should be. But if they're in this same spot next year, not that they're gonna. I don't. I mean, like I don't think if it doesn't work this time, they're not siding with Trey again. I wouldn't hope. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're gonna run off a third coach. If they do, I mean, all the things that we've said about them the last two weeks are true. Then you might as well just make Trey the head coach. It's a joke. Of a, right. <laughs> it's a joke of a franchise. Yeah. I mean, you know, you. But I, I don't think that that's the case. Like if this, if this keeps happening, I think this time Quinn Snyder's got enough panache that he's like, okay, we'll trade him. And he has to be the Quinn Snyder has to be the voice, right? You would think so. I mean, I mean that that's. And he's meeting with the media today, right? So. Yeah. So and I, and again, there had been uh, a thought out there that he might get a president of basketball ops title as well. I haven't seen that anywhere else other than um, Zach Klein with WSB. So that may not be the case, but I just hope, I mean, he's, he just seems to be the most experienced person in, if, as far as the coaching staff and the front office is concerned, he's got the most experience. He has to be the guy in my mind. Landry Fields so. is, uh, uh, was, was, I mean, was he groomed by Travis Schlank? Can we say that or? I would think so. I okay. think that's, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, but I mean, he's still a young guy in his job and pretty much everybody they've got is a young guy in that job. Look, I know Kyle Corver did a lot of great things as a player. He's never been in that kind of position in the front office. They got a lot of guys who've never been in the position they're in right now as a front office member. And, you know, sometimes that'll work, sometimes it won't. But we're going to find out. I mean, we can, we can surmise all we want to. We're going to find out if it's going to work or not. And, I mean, that, that's coming up. So, yeah. you know, we'll see if it works. Hey, that's great. But I still think there's still... I still feel like there's some huge questions. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I do. I, I think that's fair because um, it's happened twice now. Right. Uh, now, again, Quinn Schneider is supposedly going to have a huge influence over personnel decisions. I don't know how that can be a definite thing unless they do give him a title. So we'll see. Like you said, they're, he's going to meet with the media later, um, and we'll we'll get a I think a better understanding of exactly what his role is going to be. Um, and, you know, this is a guy that the Lakers wanted, the Nets wanted, and I think he was just looking for the right spot. And, you know, and this is new, too, in that Atlanta is attractive enough because of Trey Young to a coach like Quinn Snyder. I don't know that this franchise has ever been in that position. So a lot of the positives that Tony Ressler put in place when he first took over as the owner are paying off a little bit right now. And that's good because – you know, a week or two ago, it looked kind of bleak, like the whole thing was in shambles and completely unraveling and falling apart. And all of a sudden, in, Quinn Schneider enters the, the building. And it, I think it just gives your franchise a lot more credibility. Well, I think right now there is some credibility, right? And you would hope that he has credibility with the players, right? I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell saying those things to Trey the other day, that has to help. But again, 
Russ, we heard the same things about Nate when Nate took over. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran guy. He's going to be harder on them. He's not going to let them just run rough shot. All those things were, were said about Nate. And that lasted, what, two years. And, you know, then he's, then he's out of the job too. So, I mean, you've got to – We've got to, I've got to, I've got to see it before I can believe it and trust in it. And look, if Trey does this and, and I, I feel like I'm blaming all, putting all this on Trey, I guess I probably shouldn't do that because there's other players on the team too. But if these players buy in and do what Quinn says they should and, and tells them to do, they have enough talent to do some damage. Yeah, I, th- I think, well, I think that's it. They're 31 and 30. And people feel like this roster should be closer to like you know forty and twenty instead of thirty one and thirty. But uh, they've, I mean, are they the most disappointing team in NBA this year? I think so. Yeah, definitely in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, oh, definitely, no yeah. doubt. Uh, the Hawks are in eighth place now. They are a game and a half ahead of the Raptors, who are in ninth. They're a game back of Miami, who is in seventh, and chasing that sixth seed. Uh, the Knicks currently occupy that spot. They're thirty five and twenty seven. And the Hawks are three and a half games behind them. They'll be in action again uh, tomorrow night with uh, against the Wizards with Quinn Schneider. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> On the bench is the head coach. How I don't know how you do that, that in the middle right? of the season, but hey. It, it, well, you know, Minnesota did this a couple of years ago. Did they really? They hired a Toronto assistant, and then he took over, like immediately. And I don't think we'd ever seen anything. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. I mean, now I, Quinn's doing the same thing. And Quinn now Quinn's unemployed right now too. So that's right. a, this guy was on the Raptors bench. That's crazy. So, yeah, this is a yeah. little yeah, he he was out of the country last week, but um he comes back to the United States with a head coaching job. Congratulations, Quinn Snyder. We'll take a break and uh look back over the weekend in college sports on the hardwood and the diamond. That and more as we continue right after this. Eleven thirty, Russ and Daniel with you here, at midday sports zone. So we're almost uh, at conference tournament time. It is conference tournament time for the Sun Belt this week, uh, but the ACC and the SEC will get theirs going next weekend. Um, so we're looking forward to that. The uh, Georgia Bulldogs on over the weekend lost to Missouri, so they are currently an eleven seed uh, in the. SEC standings now. There's a couple games left, so they could still gain ground. Uh, but right now, they are in the 11th spot. Georgia Tech beat Louisville, uh, but I think the Yellow Jackets are pretty much locked into that 13 seed. So both schools are going to have to play their way if they're going to pull any kind of a miraculous upset. They're going to have to. What it's? I mean, you're talking about five games in five days. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, and obviously, but they, you can't expect them to to do a whole lot in that kind of a window, but, um, it's a, you know, there's, that's a good win for Georgia Tech. I guess right now, any win's a good win for Georgia Tech. And in Georgia, I mean, Missouri's a good team. So, I mean, I don't think you went into that game. I mean, obviously they expect to win. I don't think as fans you expect them to beat Missouri. And they didn't. But it's it's pretty much, yeah, we're going to have to play the first day of the, of the conference tournament. Yeah. It certainly, uh, it certainly looks that way. Georgia Southern beat Appalachian State on Friday night, and uh, they will take on Louisiana Monroe on Thursday. 
in the second round of the Sun Belt tournament. So the the first round will be tomorrow for the men, and they're off on Wednesday, and they'll be back at it on Thursday. And uh, and again, the Eagles will take on the Warhawks. As far as baseball is concerned, Georgia took three out of four from Princeton over the weekend. They're now five and two on the season. They'll take on Presbyterian tomorrow. So uh, we look forward to that. Georgia Tech swept Tennessee Tech seven and zero for the Yellow Jackets. Great start. They'll Great take start. on Long Island tomorrow. And uh, Georgia Southern took two out of three from East Tennessee State. The Eagles are now four and three on the season, and will face the Mercer Bears in Statesboro tomorrow. There so, you go. How about that? Not not a bad little uh, not a bad little weekend on the diamond uh, for our teams. If if you look at the total combined record, uh, you're, you're sixteen and five for Georgia Tech, Georgia Southern, and Georgia. Not not too shabby. Really good start um, and winning series. Unlike base basketball, <laughs> nothing like basketball. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's incredible how. You know, we talk about the the athletics in this state a lot, and obviously it, it starts with football and you know all the high school talent that comes out of the state of Georgia. I mean, you've got what is it, six or seven Division One programs now, yeah. And you couldn't, you couldn't. I mean, if you filled all of those rosters, what is it, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Mercer, Kennesaw State, and it feels like I'm missing somebody. Maybe it's just those six. Georgia, they're six, right? Yeah. yeah. So six Division One programs in the state of Georgia. If you filled every roster spot, every scholarship with a player from the state of Georgia out of a single class, there would still be kids that went other, oh, elsewhere. Oh, sure. No doubt. I mean, it, the talent in the state is just ridiculous. And it's the same for basketball. With two McDonald's All-Americans in the metro Atlanta area this year, one's going to uh, USC and one's going to UConn. Uh, and, and, you know, baseball is the same way. But it just blows my mind why this these teams can't be better in basketball. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've you got to get the right guy in place as far as the coach. And, and you know, the women's teams too. You have to get the right coach in place, and it all starts from there. Um, and, you know, how does that work out? Um, you know, we'll see. I, we've seen it work. We've seen it. I mean, we saw what Bob Hoffman did at Mercer. We've seen what Susie Gardner has done at Mercer. I mean, you take over what Susie took over and go to the NCAA tournament as many times as she has, it can be done. But you've also, and you've made this point, for it to take off in this state, statewide, it's got to be Georgia, Georgia Tech. It has to for there to be statewide interest. I mean, we love what Bob did at Mercer. But that was not going to grab the state's attention. Yeah. The entire state. Yeah. It did for a weekend. Yeah. But then come back the next season. And nobody. Nobody yeah. around the state was talking yeah. about Mercer. But, we were. Yeah. And Georgia State, remember when they beat right. Baylor? I mean, it was like for five minutes, people were like, it oh, wow. Great. I and, mean, we t- what, uh, Ron, the coach. Hunter. Hunter. When he fell over in the chair. That was awesome. <laughs> but nobody, when they came back the next year, nobody cared. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got to come. It's, it's got to it's got to come from them, and it's got to be consistent. Well, that and that's the other thing. It's got to be consistent, right? It's because it, we, we saw Tech break through a couple years ago and win the ACC tournament, but it, they they didn't follow it up. And not heck, their coach may be on the way out the door. We'll see. And even that team that though kind of came out of nowhere. And they really got hot at the end of the season, right? And it had a great run in the ACC tournament. And but they had they had a player in Jose Alvarado that could do that. Right. I don't think they have that player that could You're do right. that now. You're right. Um so. And then but then he was gone the next year anyway. Yeah, it was his senior year. Our final year. I don't know if he was a senior. That COVID thing messed everything up. 
He didn't take his the super senior year, is yeah. what they call it now. He didn't take That's that. That's it, super senior. There you go. We're almost done with that. I think we got like one more year of that. Yeah. Like next school year, I think might be the last one of those. Yeah. And then nobody else can do that. So. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I, but I'm I'm looking forward to the the conference tournaments. You know, this is where the, this is the time of the year where, you know, the the interest gets peaked a little bit in in college basketball. I'm not. I, I like jumping in with the conference tournaments a couple weeks ahead of the NCAA tournament. And that NCAA tournament, it'll be here in, what, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. I love conference tournaments. Love it. Like, I mean, you remember when the A-Sun was here? Oh, those How were, fun that was. Oh, so much fun. Uh, and, you know, been the Sun Belt, or the Sun Belt, the SoCon tournament a few times. Love it. it there's not, to me, look, I love college football. College football's number one. But sitting at a, sitting in, a, in an arena when there's back-to-back-to-back-to-back conference tournament games, and just watching it, it's awesome. So that's what we're going to get starting this week. Um, so and then then the ACC and SEC men start next week. So um, really, really looking forward to it. You know, uh, we mentioned tomorrow in baseball that Georgia Southern plays Mercer. Do you think if the schools in basket played each other more in basketball, yes, it would help. I do. I do. I'm, I I just think that it would it would pique the interest a little bit more. And you know, maybe maybe. It would even keep kids home a more a little bit more in the state. If you saw, you know, Georgia and Georgia Southern playing every year, and Georgia and Georgia State playing every year, um, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I mean, you know, I, you look at Georgia's basketball schedule, and I look. You can't blame Mike White. He just got there, but. You can't tell me that if you started the season against Georgia Southern or Georgia State or Mercer or Kennesaw State uh, instead of Western Carolina, Miami of Ohio, Bucknell, St. Joseph's, UAB, East Tennessee State, Hampton, Florida A&M, there wouldn't be more interest in those games. Yeah. Now, I skipped over Wake Forest because that's at least a yeah. you know, P6 is what they call it in college basketball, a power six game. But and the same thing for Georgia Tech. I mean, you know, the, the, you you can't. You're not going to build up interest if all you're doing is constantly trying to get cheap wins. And now, look, Georgia Georgia Tech did play Georgia State, mm-hmm. so I'll give them that. Start the season, but Northern Illinois, North Alabama, Northeastern, you know, and Alabama State. Come on, what are you doing? Yeah. Now, they also played – they did play Iowa in the Big Ten Challenge. They played Marquette. They played Utah. Uh, so, they played some tough games. Yeah. But play – come on. But you can't play Mercer instead of right. Northern Illinois. You can't play Georgia Southern instead of well, North uh, Alabama. North Alabama. Yeah. Come on. I, and I know that it's – you've got to have some games to – well, play two for one. You, I mean, you play in the Atlantic Coast Conference already, so it's going to be hard. Why run from yeah, it? Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why I mean, not look, challenge I, yourself more in the regular season? And, and I mean, I'm sorry, not in the, it's not the preseason, but it, challenge yourself more in the first part of the season, and maybe you'll be more ready for conference competition when it rolls around. I mean, you can yep. say that for Georgia and Georgia Tech, right? Well, like Tate just mentioned, Georgia Tech's coming down here to play Mercer in baseball. Yeah, they do it every year. Right. You can do it in baseball, but you can't do it in basketball. Come on, man. I, I and now maybe you only get an extra thousand people at the game. That's okay. 
They won't. They're not going to be there to watch you play North Alabama. Yeah. No. Or maybe it's five hundred people. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe you get some five year old on your campus to watch that game because he's a Mercer fan. And he goes, oh, my God, look at this arena. I want to play at Georgia Tech. Yeah. You don't know what he's going to be in 10 years. Yeah. Well, I know when, when, when Georgia Southern played at Georgia Tech in football in 14 and 16, I mean, Georgia Southern probably brought about eight to 10,000 fans. Right. And all of a sudden, there were forty five to 50,000 people in the stadium, and it didn't look empty like it normally does when they play yep. you know, the Citadel. So, I don't – It's 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 a shame that they do it. Yeah. But they play in baseball, and that's why we love it. And, that, and I do think that helps. I, there's no question about it. We'll uh, open up the phone lines, 478-646-ESPN, wherever you want to go in the world of sports is fine with us. And we're back with more of the Midday Sports Zone right after this. Eleven forty-five. Russ and Daniel back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. Phone lines are open at 478-646-ESPN. Talk about food a lot here on the program, especially since it's, you know, lunchtime and we're usually hungry. Very hungry Yeah. today. Went to Glory Days on Saturday. Heard it was really good. Their fish is unbelievable. Is that right? Oh, it was so good. So good. I have not been there yet. You need to go try it, I need it, to man. get over there. It's if you, uh, if you live in the Bankin area, it's off of uh, Arkwright Road. So if you're coming up from uh, – if you're on 75 North, you take a right when you get off the exit – coming from the north and take it's right a left. there it's right yeah it's, yeah. it's right, very easy to get to yeah it's really good really just wanted to mention that because i'm starving i'm very hungry today i ate breakfast this morning too did you yeah did you have pop tarts no oh. no i had sausage and hash browns okay pop tarts <laughs> yeah yeah my mom threw them in my book bag on the way to this bus stop hey good for her that's quality <laughs> parenting I think you've been gypped of a of a of a cheated out of a an essential part of being a youth since a you youth? didn't eat pop tarts. A pop tart is not breakfast. A pop tart is dessert. Okay, that's not true. A breakfast is like eggs and sausage and hash browns and grits, bacon. I'm trying to find the box because I think it actually says breakfast on the box. But it's not. It's like a strudel. It's a dessert. It's like a treat. Oh, it says toaster pastries. Yeah, a pastry. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me look it back up. I just oh, my god. Got away from it here. It literally says breakfast on the box. Do you eat it other times of the day? Eh, not really. But I eat breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Brenner. Brenner. Oh, Nothing this, beats I love Brenner. Brenner. Love right? me some Brenner. Yeah. That makes me some French toast. I'm good to go, man. French toast. That's a breakfast food. I left the, I left yes, French toast out. Here's the, here's the quiz. Here's a question for everybody. Rank the following three. French toast, pancakes, waffles. What would it be for you? I, waffles would be number one. Really? And, the, and I'm not usually waffle guy, but we got this really nice waffle maker for Christmas. And, like, my wife made waffles for breakfast on Saturday morning. And they come out just perfect every time. So they're really good. And I threw some blueberries on there, a little whipped cream, syrup. It was good. For me, it's French toast, one, pancakes, 1A. Or 1A, 1B. And then waffles are like X. Yeah. I mean, and waffles are a distant third. 
Well, the, see, and, and and none of those would be my first choice. The problem with waffles and pancakes in my house is I don't make waffles or pancakes, and every time my wife makes waffles or pancakes, there's fruit in it. Oh yeah, I don't want any part of that. Like bananas or well, and, strawberries or something. I just. Do you like French toast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you put? What do you put on your French toast? Do you put cinnamon on it? Like I, Matt put cinnamon on his. No, I don't think so. No, I, I don't put make syrup it. On mine. Okay. I, yeah, but I say I don't make French toast, so I would have to ask her. Whatever she puts on it is what I eat. Okay. It's good. But no, when I make breakfast for myself, it's usually scrambled eggs, grits, sausage, hash browns, bacon. That that's those are my go-to. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not arguing that. If you're gonna say it's gonna be sausage and bacon first, I mean, I like eggs more than more than uh, I won't say eggs more than French toast because French toast has eggs in it, but. I, or I, I like eggs more than more than most people. Like I will eat eggs all the time. Yeah, I like deviled eggs. I like hard boiled eggs. I, I just like eggs. Um, but I, I really, really, really like French toast. Like I'm a huge fan of French. Mike's French toast. My goodness, Mike's pancakes. I mean, you know, you go to Mike's and you get two pancakes. You're full. Mm-hmm. Off two pancakes. It's so good. So I'm just always curious where people rank those three. Yeah. From the secret text line, frosted pancakes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Frosted Pop-Tarts are dessert, regular or breakfast. So you're saying frosted Pop-Tarts are dessert. Okay. Well, they're all frosted. So you're eating dessert for breakfast. They're all frosted. I mean, I guess you're a grown man. You can do that if you want to. I can eat M&M's for breakfast if I want to, and believe me, I have. You know what I really like for breakfast? <laughs> Leftover birthday cake. Do you? Somebody has a birthday, you wake up the next morning, get you a piece of cake and a glass of milk. That's a that's a killer breakfast for me. I like I like cold pizza for breakfast. Cold pizza is a good yeah. breakfast. Cold pizza is a very, very good breakfast. Sometimes I will order a pizza and just eat a slice or two intentionally so I can have the rest of it cold. Well, we always get enough to have the ne- the leftovers. Yeah. Because we like leftover pizza. Yeah. So and then cold pizza is really really good. I actually I actually, I did something wrong with the air fryer last week. I put the pizza in the air fryer and I put the foil in there. <sighs> Laura said, "Don't put tin foil in the air fryer." <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea. Um, so she's like, "Don't do that again." She said, "You could put pizza in there, just don't put it on the foil." Well, I mean, you put it on the foil in the oven. Yeah, so yeah. I just you gotta, thought you put it in, in the same. It's the same. Well, you know, you don't do that in the microwave, right? No, I do not. Okay, I've never done that. Good, but now we do have a what's she called a pizza stone? Yeah, a big round pizza. Oh yeah, we do have one of those. For That's the cool. Yeah. Now the, and the air fryer is a game changer for leftover pizza too, because like if you go to your pie, for example, because the way they do it, um, in, in that in that oven. You know, it's it's better fresh when you you want to eat it at the restaurant fresh because that's when it's really crunchy and 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 it's just the way it's supposed to be. And I had some leftover your pie, put it in the air fryer the next day. It it was like they, it was like it just came out of their oven. Yeah, it brought it back to life. I mean, it, 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 the air fryer is a game changer for pop tarts too. <laughs> it's really good. Do you really put pop tarts in the air fryer? Hell, yes, I do. Why don't you just put them in the toaster? Well, we got rid of the toaster. Oh, so it's you got don't a toaster have function. a toaster. It's got a toaster function on it. Oh, so you're toasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. I've got the same thing you have. Is it a Ninja? Yeah. Huh. 
Huh. You don't have a toaster function on I yours? I mean, I guess. Oh, I can put it in there and just set, set, tell it to toast? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I haven't okay. really paid close right. attention. I just hit air fry every time. I thought that's what Matt it was Matt made some uh, boneless wings yesterday with the air fryer, and he's like, Dad, my God. Dude. They are so good. Oh, my wife made chicken thighs for dessert, or, or dinner last night. Dessert for dinner? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, air fryer is a game changer for chicken, man. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was so good. Um, also from the secret text line, please acknowledge Atlanta United victory two to one, two goals in stoppage time. Oh baby. Well, I don't have Apple TV, so I can't watch. I, I, and Ludacris was the guy hitting on the spike. Okay. The other day. So that was good. So you watched it? Well, I saw the highlights. Oh, you just saw the highlights. Yeah. I saw Ludacris hitting the spike and then, then the, then the announcer said, what a Ludacris finish. <laughs> so pretty, pretty good cle- play on words. Clever. No, I, I, I go back to 2018 when they won the championship. They won the MLS Cup, and then the manager left and the best player left, and that's where soccer lost me. Because when the Braves won the World Series, Brian Snicker didn't go to another job. He didn't go, he didn't go manage in Italy. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's like Gwinnett Stripers baseball is what it is. I, it's the, well, it's hard to say that because it's the highest level in our I, country. I would be curious. It's the highest level in our country, yes. But, like, all right, so the Major League Baseball, there are baseball leagues all over the globe, right? MLB is the best. Right. There's, there's basketball leagues all right. over the globe. NBA is the best. Right. There's soccer leagues all over the globe. MLS is not the best. Where would we rank? Oh, well, I, I've, I've seen rankings where, like, MLS is, like, 10th. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I figured it'd be like in the teens or the twenties. Well, I mean, that's I mean, ten to fifteen or whatever. Okay. But I mean, it, it's not close to being the first. Yeah. Well, we and, know. I that. mean, it's okay. You just got to know what you're watching. Yeah. I mean, we go watch high school baseball or high school sure. or high school basketball. You know, you're not watching the best. Yeah. You just have to acknowledge that. Yeah. It's just okay. I, 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 that's not that's not too shabby. I can I can definitely. Uh, but I did. I mean, I remember. I mean, you got all caught up in it. Oh yeah. No, I was I was on board. I was all but not in. Now. And then was it uh um what was the manager's name? Ta- Tata Martino. Yeah, Tata Martino, right. Yeah. He left and then Miguel Amaron left. It's like, well, you're not supposed to win the championship and lose all your best people. And they didn't even leave to like they didn't like get traded or there was a contract dispute or they just went to another league because they're too good to be in this well, league. Well, they elevated. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, good yeah. for them. But it, it just, um, that's where soccer lost me. All right, we'll take a break for the top of the hour. 478-646-ESPN is the number if you want to join in on the program. We got Mark in Forsyth. He wants to weigh in on the Pop-Tart debate. Hang in there with yes, us, Mark. Yes, sir. Call in, Mark. Back with more right after this. It's time to have lunch and talk sports. It's the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1. Hour number two of the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you here. Phone lines are open, 478-646-ESPN, wherever you want to go in the world of sports or breakfast food is fine with us. Uh, if you're just joining in with us, we had a little bit of a conversation in the last segment. Um, I'm, I've come to the conclusion that Pop-Tarts are dessert, not breakfast. Not true. You can eat them for breakfast. You well, can is eat French toast a dessert? I mean, it's got it's sweet. Are pancakes a dessert? They're sweet. I mean, it's like it's got cake in the word. 
Yeah, but pancake. It's, but it's like, no, uh, yeah. it's it's breakfast. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's breakfast it, because the pop tart is a pastry. Pastries are dessert. <laughs> it's a donut dessert, or is it breakfast? Thank uh, you, Chris. Uh, yes. Uh, donut, <laughs> donut is versatile. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the donut is versatile. Okay. Yep. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. <laughs> Let's go to Mark in Forsyth. Hey, Mark, how you doing? You know, I, I got the uh, and the reason I called was Daniel got me laughing because I literally grabbed some M and M's and some sweet tea when I was walking out the door this morning because I was in a hurry. So that was my breakfast. Good so, for you, Mark. Own it. <laughs> that that was, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and by the way, yes, I am normally in Forsyth, but actually I'm in Franklin, North Carolina right now. But uh, so that's dedication there because I got you on, you know, over the internet. Awesome! You. There you that go. is awesome. Love it. Great job. Thank bud. you, Mark. Appreciate, it, bud. I um, go ahead, Mark. As far as pop tarts, I gotta draw the line here. It is junk. Is not is not breakfast. Is not dessert. It's junk. Oh. Hang up on him. <laughs> it's terrible, terrible to be feeding our kids uh, Pop-Tarts for breakfast. It really is. It's just not good. And as far as French toast, Cracker Barrel has French toast breakfast with uh, with uh, eggs any way you want it and bacon at the side. That's awesome breakfast. I, I'm, I'll back you up 100% on the French toast uh, breakfast. Love it, love it, love it. But I, I enjoyed my M&M's this morning, too. So <laughs> There you go. Hey, Thanks, Mark, Mark. Appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Do you like listening. sweet tea? Um, I, I, I like my mom's sweet tea. Yeah. If I, I don't – I just, like, when we went out to eat on Saturday, I've gotten to where when I go out to eat, I just get water. I'm not a big tea fan. But the tea is so – made. a lot of people make it so sweet. Yep. If I do get tea in a, like at a restaurant, I get half and half. My wife won't drink sweet tea. Like she likes unsweet tea. Uh, I, I'm not a fan. I like. I remember being young, and the people lived across the street from us. The 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 guy. I mean, he was my age. His mother made tea, and we would eat saltine crackers with it. I was like, oh my god, this is a delicacy. I mean, we were we were high on the hog with with sweet tea, and but I've never really. <laughs> I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. Um, I, but I had never drank sweet tea before because my parent, my mom didn't make sweet tea. Right. I mean, we didn't have tea in the house. Um, but I'm not a big tea fan. I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I was when I was younger, but. It's I mean, almost like sugar water at some point. Yeah, well, everything is. Coke well, is, beer is, that's what everything is. But I just, I, I don't know. My mom would make tea. And then when I when I moved out on my own, I would make tea but i just kind of got away from it i just because i'm just more of a water guy the older i, I just drink well, i do water. notice when we do the show out you just drink water yeah I, i'm just a water guy um i don't know i just like to stay hydrated I, just, I i i probably need to drink more water than i do like if i, I don't, don't drink as much as i should i mean if i don't drink water i like i can feel it like i i, I can i because I, I do a good job of keeping myself hydrated and so when I don't do that. Like it, it, I can feel it. So I just, I mean, I got water over here to my side right now. Um, I look up the nutrition facts for a pop. By the way, if you want to talk sports, you can call in. We've talked Hawks, we've talked Braves, we've talked everything going on with the colleges. So if there's anything in your mind in the world of sports you want to talk about, you can. 
in case anybody's like, what the hell? I'm turning into a sports talk show, and they're talking about Pop-Tarts. Um, well, call in and tell us something else, uh, and we'll get off the Pop-Tart. Pop-Tarts. <laughs> or we won't. Um, so the nutrition facts. There's a lot of carbs in Pop-Tart. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, uh, a Pop-Tart, like two Pop-Tarts is about 420 calories. That's a lot. So you have to kind of be careful with that. Yeah, 30, 38 grams of carbs. Is that right? Five grams of fat. That's in a single serving, which I guess is a Pop-Tart. I think it's two. A two Pop-Tarts. I think two Pop-Tarts is a serving. Really? Because they come in that pack. At least that's what my mind says. That's a, that's a serving. It's a, no, it says serving size is one pastry. Ah, screw that. So there's 400 calories. In two Pop-Tarts. And so if you, you eat both Pop-Tarts, that's... No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not right. It says right here, serving size, one pastry. There's 400 calories in two Pop-Tarts. Right. Right. But they come in packs of two, right? Right. So if you eat both Pop-Tarts, that's 400 calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah there's 200 calories per Pop-Tart. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. We are. All right. 478-646-ESPN. <laughs> Jeff and Gray will save us. Hey, Jeff, how Jeff, you doing? Jeff, what's up, buddy? Man, I'm at the Kroger throwing Pop-Tarts on the ground right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be there in a minute. Pick them up. <laughs> hey, I was going to tell you, I wasn't real sure about the uh, clock thing in baseball. But, man, does it make it so much – it was more watchable. Yeah. You know, we don't have the uh, – you're right. Acuna ain't in there doing his gloves every every time. So, uh, And I watched the Hawks. I want to go ahead and tell you all, our, our 1-10 to 10 is as good as anybody in the NBA. Let's hope that Quinn can snap this around. I don't know if you all read about this, that they brought him in – and the reason he's starting right now because he's going to make the decision on whether we blow this team up or not. I like that. So I, I thought that was a pretty good, yeah, because they're going to give him control. He's supposed to come in and see how the players are, and he'll do, I think the exact words they used was, are we going to start making major trades? And I'm sure that T.Y. was included in that one. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, this sounds like I'm, a reset. Uh, Right, they're resetting everything, and I think that's a good thing. Well, I, I, I think he, they're bringing him in to see if they have to do a full reset. To right, see if there's something there. Yeah, uh, it's a reset, and hopefully not a blow up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Hey, Jeff, appreciate the call, man. Later, guys. Thanks, bud. I, I think that's a, a really good way to put that. It's a, it's a, just to get a lay of the land, and and that may look. I, I thought I was saying, you know, next year. Give it a year to see how it pans out. But if do you think he can make that kind of evaluation in twenty games? Well, I think he can if he's in the if he's in the room with them. Yeah. Right. You know, if, if he's if he's in it with them, and you know, look, I thought they would do like we talked about with Clay Helton. He's there, mm-hmm. but he's not out coaching practice. Was Clay allowed to be at practice? I can't remember. I mean, I guess he could be there, but he couldn't coach. Right. He could observe. Right. So, but there's only so much you can do by observing. Mm-hmm. You've got to get into it with these guys and see what they are. And I, I I think that they can – I think that's a big plus. So I do think in 20 games, as long as you're part of what's going on, I do think you can make that evaluation. Yeah. Because if you're in practice and you're in the game and you're in the huddle and you're all that stuff, I do think you can – yeah. Make that kind of evaluation. Well, and 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 to Jeff's point about baseball, I wasn't sure if I'd like the new rules or or not. I I just did not realize how much downtime there was in a baseball game. Yep. 
I just I just never really thought anything of it. And right. then all of a sudden you see it sped up like this and it's like, wow, that <laughs> it's a lot easier to watch. And it really is. Okay. It's much more enjoyable too. And I would imagine it's going to be more enjoyable at the park. Yeah. You know, and when you're just sitting there and waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting. Yeah. And, and no ground ball. balls getting through the infield yep. again. That's that, it, that's going to be something to see. Yeah. 478-646-ESPN. Ken is incoming. Ole! <laughs> hey, guys. Hope you all had a good weekend. Um, yeah, how was your soccer? It, it was very enjoyable. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I'm not going to bring that up, but thank you for asking. It's, yeah. Uh, that kind of game, when, when you sit there and you go through that and you're losing and then you pull it out, kind of like a – uh, it's kind of like a grand slam in the bottom of the night because that just does not happen. Yeah, so, and it was and and I didn't you you don't know this but literally the last kick of the game they had a direct kick on goal it was about twenty five yards out and the guy nailed it and ended the game with scoring a goal so they ended up winning two to one. I mean that, wow. that, that and you talk about a walk off in soccer that just does not happen ever. So and Ken, question about yeah. that when you're yeah. watching those games do you stick with it if it's like that where they've been kind of the other team's been in control. I know it's only a one-score game, so do you still yeah. stick with it, or do you get away from it? And, well, and- you know, I, I mean, it, it's a niche sport, and I, it, it's it's it, very much like hockey. Actually, it's probably even worse than hockey now, but um, because you can't find it. But um, you know, I, it, yeah, Daniel, if it's a one-nothing game, I, I turn it off. I'm, I, and full disclosure, if they're losing by two and there's ten minutes left to go, you might as well just go ahead and find something else to do because that puppy's put to bed. Yeah, I mean, you know, very rarely. You're not going to score two goals in ten minutes. But, um, no, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I, I know, Russ, your mindset, and I absolutely appreciate that. Um, I will tell you, though, that the general manager that founded the club, Darren Eels, believe it or not, he did get elevated to the manager position of Newcastle. So if you look at it from that standpoint, Premier League club came and took him from Atlanta yeah. United, and they're now in fourth place in the Premier League. So, again, it's just nothing but positives for you know for the sure. Pirates. And uh, enough soccer, your your listeners are turning off the radio. But I would comment. Um, you know, uh, was it Larry that called in about the Hawks and uh, or Jeff? It was Jeff. Um, and y'all were talking about new coach and all that, guys. I I wonder sometimes if if these players are like our five year olds when they were little. You know, you're going to lay down the groundwork. They're going to behave for a few weeks, and then they're going to get back to their bad habits. Yeah. I, I think Trey needs to go. I'm sorry. I mean, I think Quinn Snyder's going to do a great job, and I, I just I, – we'll see, right? We'll see. And we always seem to say that with the Falcons and the Hawks. We'll see. Um, and real quick, I know I, you guys got to go. Great news on Glenn Schumann staying at Georgia. How about that? That's certainly going to help. At least for another year, but I think this is his last. <laughs> yeah, year. he's not going to be there much longer, and that's <laughs> no. not a bad thing. I mean, that's no, it's not. Yeah. You guys have a great day. I'll see you soon. Thanks, bye bye. I right. mean, Schumann's going to be a head coach eventually. Yeah, you would think if that's what he, if that's the path he wants to take. Yeah, no he's, doubt. He's a hell of a coach, and he, I mean, from all indications, he is a great recruiter. So, yeah, he won't be he won't be around long, and that's not a bad thing. In this day and age of college football, if, if members of your coaching staff are going elsewhere to be head coaches or coordinators at the next level, then that's that's definitely right. a positive. Yeah, no doubt. We got one on hold. Brian, hang in there with us. We'll uh, take a break. Back with more of the Midday Sports Zone right after this. Day drink specials like $4 Bud Stadium cans, mimosas, and Jones Bloody Marys. Glory Days Grill makes game day easy. Watch with us or order online for curbside pickup. Visit glorydaysgrill.com to place your order and to check out the menu. Glory Days Grill, 3933 Arkwright Road in Macon.
At GMFS Mortgage, we have been changing lives for over 18 years. Our team at GMFS Mortgage is ready to change your life. If you're looking for a new home, call us now and get pre-qualified. It's a five-minute phone call to our local mortgage team. Call 478-287-4809 for all your mortgage needs. That's 478-287-4809. GMFS Mortgage, changing lives in Middle Georgia. GMFS LLC is an equal housing lender. All mortgages are originated by GMFS LLC, MLS 64997, Georgia License 14655. Whether you've been in an accident or you want help restoring a classic, bring it to Harrison's Body Shop. They'll fix it or restore it right the first time. Since 1979, Harrison's has built a reputation of outstanding work and excellent customer service. Harrison's Body Shop, Clinton Road in Macon, just off Gray Highway. Call 743-1594 for an estimate. Bring your car to Harrison's Body Shop. WXKO. Houston Lake Country Club is Middle Georgia's premier golf and country club facility. Golf and social memberships are available with senior and active duty military discounts. Members enjoy a family-friendly atmosphere, great for a date night or the perfect place for a group event. The recently remodeled clubhouse with sunset views from the dining room overlooks beautiful Houston Lake. And the golf course is known as the home of fast greens and friendly people. Go online, HoustonLake.com. Houston Lake Country Club, 100 Champions Way in Perry. Hey folks, Steve Winters here, and man, are we excited about the Georgia Bulldogs National Championship at Hutchinson Buick GMC Cadillac and Hutchinson Kia Macon. And just like the dogs, we've got a championship lineup with a great selection of Sierra trucks, GMC Yukons, stylish Buicks, and a full stock of Kias. With every new purchase, you get our Hutchinson Lifetime Warranty and the Hutchinson Advantage Benefits Package. Come see us at Hutchinson Buick GMC Cadillac and Hutchinson Kia Macon. Marble Masters has spent over 40 years improving home values by way of the best bathrooms in the business. They'll install their groutless, spacious, solid base showers in two to three days with custom glass doors arriving soon thereafter. It's a turnkey approach complete with the ease and safety of low-profile thresholds, matching shelves and soap dishes, and professional-grade controls with one or two shower heads. Go to MarbleMasters.com and set up a showroom appointment to find anything you need for a new or remodeled bathroom. Marble Masters, 1105 North Davis Drive, Warner Robins. Call Sandwich Shop in Warner Robins has so many great ways for you to get lunch. They're curbside, it's not new. Ken McCall and his staff have been providing curbside service for years. You can download the McCall's app and place your order there, or you can go to the Facebook page, the website, McCallSandwiches.com, or give McCall at 328-7604. That's 328-7604. And now the dining room is back open to serve you. For the best cold or grilled sandwiches, salads, and desserts, try McCall Sandwich Shop at 1001 Watson Boulevard in Warner Robins. Now, back to the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1 WXKO, the Superstations. Twelve sixteen, Russ Brown, Daniel Shirley back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. Let's get back to the phone lines now, 478-646-ESPN. Brian is in Warner Robins. Hey, Brian. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call per the norm. Um, uh, first, settle the debate on your uh, pop tart, pop tart quagmire. Um, it's a snack. It's not a I meat like meal. It's not a dessert. It's not a breakfast. It's none of that. It's a in between meal thing. It's a snack between lunch and breakfast and lunch and dinner. Nothing more. Nothing less. I like that. It's a um, snack. 
Um, then my question about the Falcons is I've been hearing a lot of reports about uh, the Bears wanting to trade out of the first spot, and they've had several teams um, talking to them. Please convince me that the Falcons aren't one of them teams that they do something that stupid. I, uh, Brian, it, it, as much as I would love to have just some sentence or word I could say to assure you that that would not happen, I wouldn't put anything past this owner. Yeah. But I'm scared I, I, they're going to do that and try to get C.J. Stroud. I, I mean, it, I, I just don't think they have the capital enough to, to give up to trade in that spot and – and it's going to make a bad pick. I mean, if they pick Will Anderson, I'd probably feel a little better about it. But yeah. you know they're not going to do that. And I don't know. I, I just hope they don't do it. I still say they need to trade back. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brian, we appreciate the phone call. I, mean, I think there's because of where Carolina is positioned in this draft, that, that, that there is going to be an opportunity to trade back if that's what they want to do. You know, if you draft if if you draft CJ Stroud, then the last four games and drafting Desmond Ritter was a wasted pick. Because I mean, you're going to want to play the number one pick. You're going to want to play the. I mean, you're not. Pick. I don't think you draft CJ Stroud to put him on the bench. I don't think so. Um, you know, we've seen teams do that. I mean, I don't know that we've seen him with the number one pick, but. I mean, we've seen teams draft quarterbacks high and then bench, you know, then put them behind somebody. 49ers did it with with Trey Lance. Um, you know, now he got hurt this past year. He was supposed to be the starter, but I, I don't I don't think the Falcons are gonna do that. I think they're gonna go out and sign a veteran guy to come in and kind of compete slash be Desmond Ritter's backup. I saw a thing this weekend said they were they were one of the teams that are gonna be really considering Jimmy Garoppolo bring him in and kind of be the veteran guy behind Desmond Ritter. And if it doesn't work out with Desmond Ritter, then you've got a veteran guy who can get the job done. Right. And then the, in 2024, you start looking at quarterbacks. Right. I, I just think I – don't, I don't think that – Brian, I don't think they're going to do that. I really don't. Well, I mean, they could. They very well could. Nothing's out of the realm of possibility, especially with that owner. But I don't see that happening. Yeah. Four seven eight six four six espn Jeremy is in Memphis. Hey, Jeremy, how you doing? Doing good. How y'all doing today? Good, man. I want to talk about the new baseball rules, but before I do, just like Ken said, I think it's great that Schumann's coming back. I, I, I know several games, listening to the post, post game with, with Kirby, he specifically called out Schumann's ability to play call the game and how much it meant to the defense this year. So, yeah, we have Mustap. Mustap does a good job of coaching them up, I'm sure. But Glenn's the one that calls every single play on defense, and Glenn's also a great recruiter. So he's a play caller. He's a great recruiter. So he's probably only here another year, but it's great to have him for another year. So that that's big. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. 100% right. Yeah, and as far as, as, far as the, the rules go, you know, you know the four big rules, uh, you know, the, the thing that, that, that keeping the ghost roster permanent, I hate that. I think if you want to do it starting the 12th, it's fine. I also hate the hate that they limit the fact of throwing the first. So I don't like those two. But but I said even a couple of weeks ago before this was even tried, I love the time clock and I love banning the shift. And the thing is, I was watching so I was watching college baseball this weekend, and they've done it in college baseball. And I'm telling you, as soon as the ball's thrown to the pitcher, next thing you know, the guy's on the mound throwing the ball again. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no time in between. It moves very fast. 
I love it. And the thing is, some people complain about how Kyle Connolly was called out to end the game against the Red Sox and everything, and they don't like the rule. But, you know, when you think about it, in basketball, you have 10 seconds to get the ball across the court. Otherwise, it's a turnover. You have a 24-second play clock. You also have um, you also have in football, you have a play clock, play clock to get the playoff. Otherwise, it's a penalty. So there's stuff like that in the other sports. I have no problem. I love it because, like I said, watching college baseball this weekend, as soon as the ball came back to the rubber, they were pretty much throwing the ball. It was a it it, would, it moved very quick, and I love this new rule with the time clock. Yeah. They just need to get used to it because it's great for baseball. It's great for watching the game. Yeah, I agree, Jeremy. Hey, we appreciate the phone call. I you Thanks, know Jeremy. I hate that it they had to institute a clock to make this happen, whereas the umpires just couldn't tell these guys to get back on you know get back in the box and get on the rubber but it is what it is and um it, it's the the game is definitely a, a lot more watchable than you know the batter stepping out between every pitch and the pitcher walking around the mound and talking to himself and the sky and everything else just get back up there and let's uh let's, let's play ball play, yeah that's it play right. ball 4786468 ESPN Mark is in Elko hey Mark hey come on guys uh, not up, too man? much, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, I keep hearing and seeing them online and stuff rumors about uh, Matt Ryan. Is, 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 I guess they're in talks, or Shanahan has reached out to him about Matt Ryan maybe going to the Niners as a, I don't know if it's a starter or a backup or something like that to finish his career. I don't know if you guys heard anything about that or. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything about that. But you know, considering the success they had together in 2016, I, I, that would not surprise me. But I think I think San Francisco's got enough quarterbacks, don't they, Daniel? Well, I mean, they don't, you know, how healthy are those guys going to be? Yeah. Um, and I, and I mean, I don't think you're signing Matt Ryan to come be the starter. Um, but I mean, my God, has has any team had injuries like the 49ers at quarterback? No. Every year, every year. Now, how about don't block Hassan Riddick with a backup tight end too? That might help. You know. <laughs> Boy, I was fuming about that. Yeah, you but, did not want to see me that day. Yeah, but no, that, that that question is out there. By the way, Matt Ryan was at the uh, Hawks game yesterday. That's right. That was pretty cool to see him back in town hanging out. Because he said, you know, when he left for the Colts, he was still going to be uh, an Atlanta guy, and uh, so far he's good for him. He's holding true to that. Yep. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. Larry is in gray. Hey, Larry. Hey, buddy. What's hey, going on? Not too much, man. How you doing? Great. Get ready for Kirby on uh, March 20th. Yeah, it'll be, be here soon. Well, yep, it'll be there soon. Um, your caller two two callers ago talked about the shift and how he likes it and all that. And I am I am so against the shift. I mean, not I ain't against the shift. I'm against outlawing the shift. I mean, because I mean, let me ask y'all this. Maybe y'all know. I don't. Um, if you have the bases loaded, or a man, on, yeah, the man on third, or you want to walk the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth, um, can you bring that outfielder in to to play the fifth infielder? I I don't think you can. I think it has to be two uh, two guys in the dirt on either side of second base. I don't think you. Can, as long as he's in the grass, he can come up. I mean, now he can come up and play real shallow. He can't yeah. be in the dirt. I don't think. That, I mean, you should be able to play your men anywhere you want to play them. I mean, there's, there, I mean, you've got two outfielders now. There's a hole out there. Get it in the hole. And I just, I mean, I, it just burns me up. I mean, I played uh, baseball, you know, and 
I was taught to hit the all fields, and I did. And, you know, if somebody wanted to overplay you, you hit to the opposite field. And I just don't understand these guys, that major league ball players, that, I mean, the first, when we used to take bad practice in college, the first 10 swings we had to hit, we had to hit to the opposite field. Yep. I mean, I just don't understand it anymore. And I know I'm a old guy going off on this, but I just feel like, I mean, you, you, you should be able to play. It's just like if I wanted to come in just because the NBA doesn't play zone anymore, and I'm going to tell the college kids, uh, no more zone. Well, you're taking away one of the defensive purposes that a college kid or, you know, uh, a college coach can uh, coach at and, you know, and just play man-to-man because that's the NBA. So, anyway, I just want to get y'all's feelings about it too. All right. Hey, hey Larry, we appreciate Thanks, Larry. the call. I think I think one thing, the first thing that came to mind, you know, when hitting the other way, the slider wasn't as prevalent back in the day. Right. It's a lot harder to, especially if it's coming in on you, it's a lot harder to go the other way on a pitch like that. Um, and, and, but, and I understand what Larry's saying because the game's been played a certain way for over 150 years. You know, you can line your guys up wherever. But I think it, what Major League Baseball is trying to do is trying to create more action on the um, – it's trying to create more action on the diamond and and ground balls getting through hit and run stuff like that comes back into it uh, I, and I don't I don't have a problem with it and the reason I don't is because like if you look at other sports right um, in hockey the the puck has to cross the blue line first in basketball you, you've got X amount of time to get it over half court in football you have to have seven men on the line of scrimmage so it's not any different. And, and it, to me, in theory, Larry's right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Larry, you are a hundred percent right. I wish they didn't have to do this, but they've made the game so unwatchable that they had to do a, a, a correction. They had to do a course correction, or the game would not be the same game that it's been for a hundred years. Larry, the game you played in college, they don't play that anymore. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah, but they had to do this. I really believe to save the game. Yeah. I hate. I mean, and again, I hate that they had to do it. I hate that it came to this. But what I saw this weekend was, I don't know. It was just more watchable. It's the only way I know how to say it. And and not that. And and I'm a person that didn't think it was unwatchable. I just saw how much better it could be. Yeah. I I, again, I I wish they didn't have to do this, but they had to do this, or this game was just not going to fix itself. Yep. We got to take a break. Uh, we got one on hold. Ken, hang in there with us. We'll get to you on the other side. 478 646 ESPN. Back with more of the Midday Sports Zone right after this. 1232, Russ and Daniel back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. The phone lines are open. 478 646 ESPN, wherever you want to go in the world of sports, is fine with us. And we go to Ken in Macon. What's up, sir? How you doing? You know, talking on two Bradman Bill thing. Uh, two of them I got crepes. And uh, and what's the other one? Uh, omelets. Oh, omelets. Yeah, omelets definitely breakfast food. Yeah, crepe. Crepes too. Uh, yeah, I guess if, you, if, if uh, crepe is definitely a more acceptable breakfast pastry. Yeah, and then also I want to talk. I heard something. I didn't see the part, but I heard when the Atlanta Braves played the Boston Red Sox, the umpire. Called the guy out because he wandered out of the batting box, and and it was a tied game, and that's what he called it. And I thought, man, I don't like that part. It just came to be something like the playoff of the World Series. 
they couldn't do that. What were they doing? I guess they just play extra innings. That that happened like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it ended in a tie because it's a spring training game. Yeah, there was a three two count, and the batter was not in the box with eight seconds to go on the clock. So the it's an automatic strike, and that was the third strike and the third out. But I think I you know that I think it's good that it happened right out of the gate in a spring training game because you don't want to see that happen in the regular season. But these players look. It, it, these, that's the rule. The, the players have to know the rule. And, and it was a little gray because the catcher was standing up, but he was in the batter's box. So that, that counted. The catcher was in the box. He doesn't necessarily have to be squatting. And, you know, Major League Baseball was on the phone with Brian Snicker to clear, clear that up. So, I mean, the rule's the rule. Yeah, one more thing. I think with the well, – sometimes I just feel like the, the fans could – do the draft better than crazy owners, and I would have got Jeremy Shaw and Jordan Davis last year. They would allow me to do it because I don't think that people like Arthur Smith and that Jerry Fontenot know. So halftime, they don't even know what they're doing. That's why I wish you let the fans do it sometime. I really do. All right, Killer, we appreciate the phone call. Well, I, I mean, I disagree with you on that. I think they've done a good job in the draft. Um, I know that they may not have drafted uh, Georgia fans' favorite players, but their job's not to appease Georgia fans. Like that's not their job. Right, their job's to win games and draft the best players. Um, what ha- here's the thing: what happens if they draft those Georgia players and they don't win? Are you still going to go to the game? Nobody's going to care. Are you still going to buy the jerseys? No, right. because they're not winning. Well, they, and it's 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 that that whole the the Falcons being anti Georgia thing blows my mind. They went out and signed Todd Gurley to appease Georgia fans, and right. Georgia, nobody cared by the end of the season because yeah. they weren't any good. Because they weren't good. That's he, not a good draft and strategy. He wasn't doing well. I would. Well, I lived in Charlotte when the Bobcats drafted Sean May and Ray Felton in the first round in the same draft. It ruined that franchise, right? Because it was they were trying to make North Carolina basketball fans like them, and that's it didn't work. Not, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. You can't worry about that it doesn't stuff. Doesn't work as long as you win. Like if you draft. X player from Cal over X player from Georgia, and the Cal player becomes a great player. Do you care? Matt Ryan didn't go to Georgia; went to Boston College. Do you care? Not a not a second, not a second. And then if he doesn't become a good player, do you go? Oh, they he wasn't good because he didn't go to Georgia. No, at least I don't. Yeah, I don't give it two seconds thought. Yeah, I mean. Jordan Davis this year played in 13 games. He started five. Uh, he d- had a pass defended, eight solo tackles, and one tackle for loss. No sacks. I mean, I, I, I mean, if if the Falcons have drafted Jordan Davis, do you think they would have gone ten and seven instead of seven and ten? I mean, Drake London had a pretty big impact on this roster, right? Jordan Davis didn't even start for the Eagles, and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that's a really good defensive I know. line. He's on a much better I, sure, team. Sure, yeah. sure. But, I mean, who's to say he's going to come in and be a great player? You don't know that. Yeah. Just because he went to Georgia. Hell, draft Stetson Bennett. And let's see what happens. Fine with uh, – Do it. No, you can't. See, now here's the thing. And you're, you just touched on something. Because when you start talking about having a competition in another quarterback, I would love for the Falcons to get Stetson Bennett in the later rounds, like fifth or sixth round. But Bill made this point, and he's 100% right. You can't do that. Why not? Distraction. I, I do it. I, I, I want more. That's a huge distraction. I, I want to see it happen. That's I mean, a, it's a great storyline. I'm all about not if you're a fan of the well, team. It's not. 
It's like on Seinfeld. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? And George had dating George and then like Jerry and, and his friends George. And the world started colliding. You can't have the worlds colliding. Falcons drafting Stetson Bennett would be worlds colliding. But I think it would be awesome. I think it would be funny. But they're not going to do it. I don't think. But I, I just... I don't know. I, 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 I think people think way too much about that stuff. It, it doesn't matter. There's 53 spots. Maybe we should try to find, figure out if we could get – I don't know if we get a player personnel guy, but I would love to have an NFL scout come on and just talk about what they look for in a, in a college player. And I guarantee you the school they went to never comes up. Right. It just it, it's They're not – they're looking at height. They're looking at weight. They're looking at 40 times. They're looking at cone drills. They're looking at bench reps. They're, they're not look. They're not going to the college reference page to see how many sacks a guy had in college. It doesn't matter. That's not what they're looking for. And the and the reason that is is because in the past that was the case. How many times did a guy get drafted in the first round because he was an outstanding college player? Right. Just because you're an outstanding college player doesn't mean you're going to make it in the pros. It has nothing to do with the. I mean, look. There's one example that always comes up. Tom Brady was never a full-time starter in college. Never. And he's the greatest quarterback who's ever played in the NFL. That can't be denied. Well, yeah, because he kept getting better. Right. You know, it, it it would be like Georgia fans in the state of Georgia saying, well, you can't sign anybody from outside of Georgia for, for the Georgia football team. Yeah. You, got, you can always sign kids from the state. Well, no, that's not how it works. You go get the best talent. Now, Georgia could win a lot of games with just guys in, from the state of Georgia. Sure. There's no doubt. But what if there's a kid in Tennessee who's, who's a great player? You don't, you're not going to sign him? No. You go get the best talent. Doesn't matter where they went to college. Doesn't matter what level they played on. I mean, my God, we've seen that. Yep. yep. Yeah, stop worrying about that kind of stuff. Yep. 478-646-ESPN is the number. We'll take a break. Um, we've got some expansion talk, some, an interesting little Uh-oh. nugget just popped up that I think we need to touch on. We'll talk okay. about that more as we continue right after this. Twelve forty four. Russ and Daniel back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. Phone lines are open, 478-646-ESPN, wherever you want to go. In the world of sports is fine with us. So uh, I've mentioned this Twitter handle in the past, MHVER3, at MHVER3. Some guy in West Virginia, or gal, who knows. And they they have connections. This this There's no question about that. Uh, it predicted the Oklahoma-Texas to the SEC, I think, a year before it happened. Uh, Big Ten expansion. He was all over that stuff. Uh, this is an interesting tweet that was just put out about eight minutes ago. Two ACC schools down south have legal counsel telling them grant of rights can be broken with much lower penalty if a case can be shown that those institutions will be severely financially affected by it due to the changing landscape. Daniel, I don't think that'd be a tough case to make. I, I don't think it's a hard sell, is it? I mean, like if you went into a court and said – that this here's where we are, and if you're Florida State and you feel like you're thirty million dollars behind everybody of those other schools per year for the next fifteen years, 
I, I think you can prove that. I really do. Um, so I, I, I think that that's a, that's a very interesting case could be made. Yeah. You know, I, what do you think is the next thing that happens? Cause I read a lot of stuff this weekend that this ACC PAC 12 thing might be back on where they combine and make one conference. Well, they may not have, they may have to, I mean, it's a survival. They thing. may not have a choice and they better hurry up. <laughs> Because and now and apparently, so Florida State and Clemson are trying to get a, a higher share of the revenue uh, from the ACC network uh, or the ACC TV contract uh, compared to the other schools in the conference. And now Miami's wanting to do that too. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I and the whole thing with the ACC is about that grant of rights. And if they combine with the Pac-12, can they renegotiate a TV deal? Oh, I think they'd have to. You know, and yeah. and I saw, yeah. you know, David Hill has always said it's in the AC, uh, ESPN's best interest to make sure the ACC is successful. But, you know, somebody else made the po- point that, no, it's providing them cheap content right now. Right now it is, yeah. Yeah, it is. And there's no doubt. And, I mean, believe me, I watch it. I watch ACC Network all weekend. I watch basketball on there. And, and you watch the other stuff that they have, the studio shows. It's okay. I mean, it's a good product. It's not a great product, but it's a good product. Um but it, you do wonder, what's their incentive? It's a tough balancing act. You, you want it to succeed, but you're not just going to throw money at it. Just, okay, well, we're giving you $20 million a year right now. Well, we're going to give you $40 million a year for the same product. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. You're going to have to give us something else. Right. And there's also speculation that you've seen the highest the TV contracts are going to go. Like, they could be adjusted for inflation, but... You know, unless it's con- we said this a billion times, we'll say it again. Unless a conference adds Notre Dame or the Big Ten or the SEC can get into the Carolinas or Virginia, there's really nowhere else to go. Well, and the thing about Florida State and Clemson, let's say they can't prove that, right? Where are they going to go? Probably the Big Twelve. Yeah, because I the, mean, the Big Ten's been t- the, the Big Ten has been told there's no more money. Right. So if you, I mean, if you look at it from the like most people would say, well, wouldn't they go to the SEC? Well, if the SEC has Florida State and Clemson and they can't make any more money, they're probably not going to do that. Why would they do it? Right, you're just splitting. You're splitting the same amount of money between more, more teams. teams. Yeah. So it's less money per team. So if you're Clemson and Florida State, you say, yeah, the grass is greener over there, but they got to unlock the gate to let you in. So I, you know, I don't, th- I don't think that's automatic. That the SEC is the one where you go, yeah, we're going to the SEC. They've got to want you. You might want to go, but they have to want you. Now, again, 15 years from now, they're all going to be in the same conference anyway for football. Might not be for the other sports, but for football, we're going to end up with one big conference. And hopefully it's based on geography. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I've heard some stuff that Clemson – like Clemson and my and North Carolina and Virginia would go to the Big Ten, but now Clemson's not in that group that a lot of the Big Ten, the academic group. Yeah, that the big. I mean, Clemson's a good public college. It's always ranked in the top twenty-five, all that, but it's not a member of whatever that group is that a lot of the Big Ten teams are members of. So then, where do you go? I mean, do you go get? Do you say, hey, Big Twelve, come get us? If you're Clemson, us, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, then you have kind of an eastern wing of the big. I, 
you know, Florida, Central Florida's already there. Yeah, West Virginia's already there. West Virginia's already there, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on. I mean, there's there was a lot of talk coming out of specifically Clemson and Florida – well, specifically Florida State over the weekend about wanting to leave. And, and, and I mean, they see the what we've talked about for years now. I mean, you're stuck in this grant of rights for the next 13 years, and the annual payouts other schools are going to be getting compared to you is – I mean, it's going to be almost double. It's not thirty million dollars this year, mm-hmm. right? If it's thirty, let's say it's yeah. twenty. Twenty is probably more accurate. It's twenty million dollars, and then twenty million dollars, and then twenty million dollars. That's two hundred million dollars. What could you be athletically with two hundred extra million dollars? Right. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's it's a it's a crazy crazy thing to think about. But just you know, again, something to uh, keep an eye on. This stuff won't move fast if if history tells us anything, but. Just definitely something to keep an eye on. I want to go back to Ken's call because I, I, I meant to ask this question in the last segment, and every time this comes up, I, I, I fail to mention it. And this isn't this isn't to Georgia fans. This is to specifically Georgia fans who think the Falcons don't like their players. What, what did jo- Justin Schaefer and John Fitzpatrick, who were both drafted by the Falcons right. last year, think when they hear that? Are yeah. they just insignificant? Apparently. Apparently. Because, I mean, the Falcons last year. They, they drafted two Georgia guys last they year. They drafted eight players. 25% of the players drafted came from the University of Georgia. But you ne- but all you hear is complaining. Well, don't let facts get in the way. <laughs> you always say that. I mean, it's true. We like narratives. <laughs> you always say is that. that. Is it wrong? No, it's not. That's the narrative. In college football, we like narratives. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in college football. Even if they're not true. <laughs> I mean, like if you said, okay, they hadn't drafted. Let's say they had, I don't even know if this is right. Let's say they hadn't drafted a Georgia player in 25 years, right? Mm-hmm. And you've complained about it and said it and said it, and then they do it. But then you still complain about it. Well, they just did it. Yeah, but. Well, okay, yeah, but. They just did it. No, I just, I would, I, if I, I ever meet. Those two. I'm going to ask them. Those two guys, yeah. When you hear Georgia fans say the Falcons don't like Georgia players, that's why they never draft them. What? How does that make you feel? Since you were drafted by the Falcons, you're not liked by Georgia. Georgia or Falcons. <laughs> oh, just uh, just something. That, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's. Look, I, the Falcons fans aren't the only ones. I know Clemson people who complain that the Panthers have never that they, Panthers don't draft Clemson players. So who cares? Who cares? I mean, look, if you were the Panthers and you drafted Deshaun Watson when he came out of college, what position would you be in right now? <laughs> my God. Wow. Right? Well, there it is. I mean. And I'm as big. I got my Clemson <laughs> Cups sitting right here. But I'll tell you right now, I'm glad the 49ers didn't draft him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? They just want good football players that's and right. compete for championships. I don't care where they played at college. That's that's the thing. I mean, college is college. When it when you, when it's time to get to the NFL, it's you it's something else. I mean, I cheer for my like I cheer for the Bills because of Tyler Bass. Right. I, mean, I, I cheer for the Clemson guys. You know, I, I cheer I, when when the Bears are on. I watch Kendall Vildor play. Right. I watch the Georgia Southern no guys doubt. and cheer for them, and I want them to do well. But I'm a Falcons fan. One of the 49ers' best players is a Gamecock. Debo Samuel. Right. That's right. And I don't care two seconds about it. (laughs) I'll cheer for him every day of the week. One of my best friends tweets at me every week. He's like, hey, man, Debo's carrying your team. What do you think about it? Uh, Let's go. I I love it. Awesome. Oh my gosh! Oh man! It's a, it's insane. I, I you know I I know we love. Well, it's draft season, and that's going it to is. come up. So. Right. It is. 
Um, but it's not true. Yeah. So uh, the Braves get underway here in about 10 minutes. We'll keep an eye on that this afternoon, of course. Uh, we'll have the uh, dog talk tonight at 8.06. Awesome. So uh, with the go. coaches show and just a little bit about what's going on with the Georgia Athletic Department. So that will be coming up in Macon, Savannah, and Warner Robins. And um, a little Georgia basketball coming your way tomorrow night. I'm, I'm, I'm so antsy. I, I don't think I've ever looked forward to baseball season this much. And that's saying something. But I think the Braves are going to be really good, and I just can't wait to have a ball game on every night. I'm longing for it. I've, I've, yeah, I've yeah. been binging wrestling. I'm, I'm starting to get tired of watching it. I'm ready for baseball. I, I, I need to go find like a, a documentary or something. You know, when to, you when you get into the week, and for me anyway, and I turn on the TV and there that night, like if I was a Hawks fan, if there's no Hawks game, I'm disappointed. Yeah. But Braves, once they start, it's every, every night. night. That's right. That's why you love it. That's why I love it. I, people ask me, you know, what do you binge? I, I binge the Braves. And as soon as football season ends, <clears throat> this period, this like six weeks is when I'll like watch stuff. And I've been right. watching a lot of wrestling. I'm getting tired of wrestling. I am. I'm ready for baseball season. It's base- it, and it's here. It's here. It's here. Love no it. doubt about it. We're out of time. Thanks for listening as always. Always appreciate the phone calls, the texts, and the tweets as well. For Daniel, I'm Russ. We'll do it again tomorrow. Y'all have a good one.